Hello All Beer Inside listeners. We here at All Beer Inside understand that not everyone has the time to watch a YouTube video. So we have decided to present a second weekly episode of one of our previous interviews in audio only format here for your ear holes. This is the audio from episode 14 of the YouTube show which was originally released on February 21st, 2020. You could subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new trendingtopicsnetwork.com and most other listening avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask that you rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you are getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside Interviews. Today we are in Point St. Charles at Four Origins Brewery with Keegan. Thank you for having us today. Hello. My pleasure. So what's the beer story of Mikko Basri Four Origins? So Mike and I, my my partner, and Ben, uh, we started this maybe four years ago, five years ago now. Uh, working on the project and uh, Mike was a long time home brewer before then um, he was involved with the Montrealers for a long time and stuff like that so I met him randomly at a party uh, where he brought all his homebrew beer with him in a case and um, I didn't like where I was so as soon as I saw him walk in with that full case of beer I'm like I'm gonna talk to him all night there you go so, uh, yeah, he made me taste Apernaut, which is actually one of our uh, main beers. Um, and I thought the tea aspect that he had put in, like, he's very good at inf- infusing um, different ingredients mm-hmm. inside beer, uh, which I thought was very unique. Uh, and then he invited me over uh, to his place the week after, and we tasted everything that he had made uh, or that was ready. And we started working on the business plan, like, immediately. Cool. Yeah. So you brought us out a couple of beers. Uh, yeah. What's the first one we're trying today? Uh, we have Ironworks, okay. which is our, our blonde beer. Um, this was made because of the area we're in, Point St. Charles. Is, it's uh, the oldest industrial neighborhood in Canada. If I'm pretty sure North America at this point. It, it had a heavy uh, focus on the railway industry and iron working. So we called it Ironworks as an homage to the to the area. Yeah, you just got the Victoria Bridge, which is straight up iron. Yeah, right exactly. Down the street, so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a straightforward blonde beer, mm-hmm. uh, slightly uh, hopped, not too much, just enough to have a nice balance with the malt. It's pretty much all Canadian malt uh, okay. from BC. Uh, it's Gambrinus, so it has a beautiful malt character, nice nose mm-hmm. to it. Um, but it, it was meant for people in the area that are not craft beer aficionados yet uh to help them kind of like slowly get into the market and not scare them too much okay so, so your bmc drinker this is what you would start them off yeah <laughs> perfect <laughs> a toast. A toast. so i'm so used to pounding these back like in one shot because <laughs> our staff instead of doing shots of whiskey because we don't have hard alcohol yeah. we do we do little shots of mm. of blonde beer yeah i, I get the maltiness on, on the the middle of the tongue it's very nice mm-hmm. i know it started when you guys started you had this the crumpet i believe and um, yeah, and Cote Canal, which okay. is the next one we'll yeah. taste, um, just session IPA. Super drinkable, very, I like to say crushable. Yeah. I could drink a bunch of these, well, I don't know if I could drink a bunch in one shot and then be able to drive <laughs> anywhere anytime soon. So. But it's, the, it's the one I personally drink uh, the most just because yeah. it's the easiest. Sometimes you just want something that's not complicated. Yeah, it's it's very, very drinkable. Um, I I know a bunch of people would probably enjoy this, maybe... Next year at softball, I'm going to have to bring up a couple of four-packs of cans and <laughs> yeah. bring them out. Uh, so what were some of the difficulties and roadblocks you ran into opening Four Origins? Uh, we ran into every single roadblock you could imagine. Um, everything down to uh, finding the right financing in time. 
to finding the right building. It took us about two years to find this building. The zoning laws in, in Montreal are extremely difficult to, to navigate. We managed somehow. Uh, we got pretty lucky. Uh, we had to sign the lease before we had the full funding just to secure it because the uh, buildings were going pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Everything to like pipes not going into the right place because it's all hard pipe back there. Okay. So the engineers that I worked on the project uh, didn't calculate everything the best way. But it, to their to their defense, it's not the easiest spot. It's pretty tight back mm-hmm. there. So we had to get in, bring in different welders to come in. Uh, when we got our equipment, uh, some of the legs on the hopper up there that's like 20 feet in the air were not straight, so it looked like a giraffe. <laughs> so we had to get another welder to fix that. We had to, luckily, there's a big beam that was just on top of it Yeah. that we could steady it with a, a crane okay. to make sure it didn't topple over while we were welding yeah. the pieces together. Yeah, um, sure. Our chiller broke down. We had to we had to throw away like two batches of beer. Um I could I could go on for like a day. <laughs> I mean, the buildings, yeah, the buildings are very unique. It's very, yeah. I mean, it was obviously industrial because you have. I'm assuming it wasn't a crane lift up top. Uh, so. Yeah, that's a pont roulant in French. They call it so a rolling bridge. I guess okay. I, don't, I don't know if it's the same exact translation in English, mm-hmm. but uh, it used to be a uh, movie studio. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a long time, you know the documentary on Ginsburg, the Supreme Court judge in the U.S. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they they filmed it here. Oh, cool. And then before that, it was the same owner. Actually, well, the whole time it was the same owner as the Le Rouet, which okay. was an old retail shop mm-hmm. in Quebec in the seventies. And this was his head office. Okay, yeah. So I'm not sure what he was doing in this particular section, but this building, the the other part is mm-hmm. much older, it's from the thirties, okay, and this okay. part is from the sixties. So it's uh, a little bit newer. No, I'm, I mean, I've parked and it's like, you guys can't park here because it belongs to you guys. I'm like, yeah. oh. So, <laughs> micro, 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 four origins. Where does yeah. that come from? So we're four founders. Essentially. So there's Mike, uh, Mike and I, and then there's Ben and Fred. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we started as four. We're, we're a little bit more now, but we started as four. Um, there's four ingredients to beer. Uh, and there's four founding countries of Montreal that have a big uh, historical background when it comes to brewing beer. Mm-hmm. So the Irish, the Scottish, the French, and the English. Uh, and this neighborhood, Point St. Charles, we're in, uh, they all used to live here and worked on the railway and on the bridges. So uh, it had a a deep meaning mm-hmm. for us when it came to uh, the area we decided to be in. There's the Cross of St. Patrick in there, too. Yeah. Uh, there's a fifth flower that shows that we're Montreal has become much more than mm-hmm. just those those four uh, countries, and then there's the circle in the middle that um, shows that everyone's equal. As well, your uh, flights or palettes in yeah. uh, French, very very unique. Okay, what made you guys decide on this uh, design? Well, it's our logo mm-hmm. essentially, and uh, we want to stick to the number four. So there's four uh, taster mm-hmm. uh, in the in the flights. We made them all by hand. There's about 150 hours of man labor to make all of these. We have about 20. We have about 40 of them. Uh, so they're all every individual piece has been cut by hand with a, a special tool. Wow! So we made a model of each one, and then we cut them, and then the baseboard we also cut. Uh, we glued and tacked everything together uh, and varnished it 15 times to make sure it would last because <laughs> we didn't want to rebuild all these. It's a lot things. of work. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot it's more of work than I think I'm willing to put in. But. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, at that point when we were making these, we had zero dollars left, so we we're like, we have to make this ourselves. We can't pay somebody yeah. 50 bucks 
per pallet to make these. So they are very nice, though. And thank you. Uh, when I first came here, I'm like, <laughs> these are awesome flights. I, I'm not expecting anything like this because I'm I'm used to your typical like row mm-hmm. where it's just you, ha- you have the handle and then it's the four beers. But yeah. uh, I've been traveling across Canada, and there's some very unique flights now. Mm-hmm. I guess guys are just like, ah, that's too basic. Let's do something yeah. cool now. So yeah. uh, this very is cool. definitely one of one of the cooler ones that I like. Thanks, uh, the names of the beers, Cote de Canal, Ironworks, yep. uh, Crumpets, Botanic, where do the names come from? Ironworks uh, kind of came from the inspiration of our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to we try to keep everything as local as possible. So we have four pillars in the company. One of them is community. Uh, we have collaboration, education, and innovation. So everything we do, we try to go back to those four pillars. We always ask ourselves, does it come back to one of these four pillars? If not, can we do that? So Ironworks is an example of that. Cote Canal, we're on the Lachine Canal mm-hmm. here. So uh, it was an f- English name originally. I said Canal Side. Yeah. But we wanted to have something French this time. Mm-hmm. So Cote Canal yeah. just uh, came out that way. Botanic is a collaboration with Circuit Distilleries, which is on St. Patrick Street also. Um, and we infuse botanicals that they put in their gin okay, uh, okay. sauvage. So Botanic was kind of like a natural mm-hmm. saying from there. It's with a K at the end. It's not exactly how you would spell it. So you guys just kind of get together and it's like, this sounds like a good name for this beer. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the labeling, who who does that? Is it an in-house guy? You have right now, uh, her name's Jackie De La Cruz. She uh, she does all our boards too. She's a, an amazing artist. She's yeah. incredible. Um, and she does a lot of our, our, our graphic art and sometimes artwork. Um, we originally had started with Pulp and Pixel, which is a, a Montreal guy. He's mm-hmm. alone. He's pretty good. And he works with various designers depending on the style we want. I don't know all of the designers, but uh, essentially we would pretty much write down the concept that we wanted and then we would work with them to bring something together. Awesome. So what's this next beer you brought us? Uh, this is Cote Canal. Okay. So this is uh, a Session IPA. Oh, yeah. Beautiful hoppiness. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a fan of hops right now. So. All right. A toast. Oh, yeah. Extremely drinkable. Mm. A lot of the beers we we try to do is to make them as drinkable as possible, but pretty complex too. Um, I like this session IPA. There's not too many that resemble it because it's pretty aromatic when Very it comes to the hops, yeah. but it has a nice malt background too. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of mosaic in here. Yeah, I'm getting the uh, the bitterness on the side of my tongues, mm-hmm. but it's not overpowering like a double IPA or anything. But yeah, it's not it's, crazy. Um, it is yeah. like it has higher IBUs than a typical mm-hmm. session IPA, uh, but I find it just adds to the crispiness and the drinkability of it, and less overwhelming um, hop bite. I'll be honest, I, I've had all your beers and I've yet to have a miss. So oh, yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> that's good. And I'm I'll be honest, like mm-hmm. if I had had a bad beer, I'll I'll let a person know. It's cool. that's the problem with Untapped is not everybody's like. Somebody would be like, oh, I gave it a one. Why? Because it's a wheat beer and I don't like wheat beer. That's ridiculous. Why would you do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it happens yeah. quite often. Untapped's a cool concept, mm-hmm. I guess. I just, it lacks a little bit of depth, yeah. which I think beers need and craft beer needs. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's a discussion for another day, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I use my Untapped to basically uh, try new beers. I want to try mm-hmm. as many new beers as I can. Sometimes I'll be like, did I try that yet? So I pull up my Untapped and I take. Okay, it's like a you note, can scan the code, like barcode now. Yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. Okay, I've had it before. Cool, because there's so many, so many Quebec beers alone. 
and then oh, yeah. across Canada, and then uh, I visit Vermont all the time. So it's like more in Vermont. So you just you got to keep it's nuts. Yeah, you got to keep track of what you've had. Yeah. So you mentioned you did a collab before with uh, Circa yep. Distillery. What other collabs have you done? We've done Caffeine, which is our coffee stout. Uh, that's made with uh, Traffic Coffee. They're roasters also on St. Patrick. Pretty cool guys. Um, we've done A Bordage, which is our newest one. It's uh, the brew pub in, in Sutton. It's a hazy pale ale mm-hmm. we made with them. Um, what else we do? Oh, yeah. Joe Beef. It's our, our most popular mm-hmm. one, I guess. Uh, so we kind of got together like a year and a half ago and tested i think we went through 10 15 batches before we got exactly what we wanted um and it goes well with the food that they they make there at the restaurants and it's just an awesome recipe i think with uh sea bucknorn it's not the easiest fruit to use in in beer because it's pretty acidic uh but they wanted something that resembled a bit uh not the natural wines uh and i think it does that uh beautifully and again there's like a tea infusion in there also mm-hmm. for sea buckthorn tea all organic, all from Quebec. So that was a that was a really fun project. We have other ones uh, we've been working on mm-hmm. too, like we did Blanche Sud-West yeah. with uh, Troy and Dan from um, Labras, mm-hmm. uh, which came out really nice. Yeah, uh, we're working on one with the Kanawaki okay. guys with Drew. Yeah, yeah. Um, not sure when that's going to come out. We're going to hit the summer, so we're going to see how much space there is yeah. in uh, in our tanks. But um, yeah, collaboration is one of our you know, our pillars and we try to, you know, f- do as many as we can. Yeah. Cause, uh, I know with the Blanche, you released it at the Mondial, uh, this, this past yeah. well, last year, technically. Yeah. So I was, uh, I remember it's like Blanche de Sud-West coming out collaborations, uh, Friday. I'm like, but I'm here Wednesday. I gotta come back Friday, <laughs> I guess. So, yeah. uh, any future collaborations within Quebec? Uh, so there's the, the Kanawaki guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're working on one with the, uh, the school, the Etude de Technologie Supérieure, okay, yeah, ETS. Yeah. They have a group called Genial mm-hmm. in there that uh, does that. They brew beer like mm-hmm. on a weekly basis, yeah. and they come here pretty often because we're so close, I guess. Uh, and they wanted to collab with us to to make a beer. So we did the first batch. It's good. It's not, I think, where everybody wants it. So we're gonna wait for the second batch to come out. And there's some other ones that we're we're also working on, but nothing's like solid yet. Okay. So I I don't want to really anybody in your dream, uh, let's say Ontario, Vermont. Any dream people you'd love to collab with? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, like in Quebec, our dream would be Dude Ciel, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, they're the brewery we respect, uh, one of the breweries we respect the most. There's a lot of great breweries. Yeah. Uh, but they've been around for a really long time. They have uh, they make incredible beer. Uh, Masorum mm-hmm. is also some guys that we would love to work with. We talk to them pretty often. They're, they're right next yeah. door, almost. Um, and they're, you know making some pretty cool stuff over there for a new brewery yeah, too. They're, yeah, yeah. they're hitting the mark uh, a lot. Oval would be a cool one, but that's <laughs> probably not possible. <laughs> so Any, anybody outside Quebec, uh, Vermont? I mean, I mean, Hedy Topper. So the alchemist was our inspiration, mm-hmm. you know, when I was a lot younger, uh, they've also been around for a long time, making some great beers. Yeah. Um, and I listened to a lot of John Kimmich, uh, the founder uh, and his wife, they're, um, videos online mm-hmm. and we've learned a lot from that okay. to start a brewery awesome uh and from brewing beer so yeah i, w- I would just love to meet him <laughs> not necessarily collab but yeah. uh, collab would be incredible cool so you homebrew yeah what's uh the first homebrew beer you made uh it was an american pale ale okay yeah 
didn't come out very nice. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. It's, okay. Well, uh, I guess my problem was I, I was in Toronto uh, at the time and the apartment was super small uh, okay. uh, and I couldn't crash the beer properly mm-hmm. um, and uh, I couldn't control the temperature that well. So I think you need a garage to really brew Mm-hmm. You know, do good homebrew beer. It's possible without it, but in my situation, temperature control was just very difficult. So, yeah, they never came out that well. <laughs> yeah, like a garage or a basement, maybe with like a cold yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know you guys are super busy, but uh, have you done any beer vacations? Any upcoming beer vacations? Uh, the guys went to Massachusetts last year. So, Mike and Ben, uh, they visited Trillium mm-hmm. uh, Night Shift. They did Harpoon. The stuff they learned from there was absolutely amazing. Uh, we go to Vermont pretty you know, regularly because yeah. it's so close. Yeah. Uh, we're planning on probably going to the BrewDog Hotel in Ohio. Yeah, that's, I want to do that. We need, yeah, it's just, I, I read the BrewDog book, uh, Craft Beer for Punks. Mm-hmm. Very cool. They're absolutely insane. Those yeah. guys, like, <laughs> they're they're nuts. Um, but what they're doing for the craft beer industry is amazing. And I would just love to experience kind of what they're, what they're doing. Uh, they're the ones who did the taxidermy squirrel, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're very they're masters at uh free publicity <laughs> for sure. So I think they drove a tank to the uh the parliament <laughs> in their hometown. Okay. Yeah, or on the street. Wow. Or in, I think it was actually in London. They drew they drove a tank on the road uh protesting some sort of craft beer huh. law. Okay. Uh and I think they ended up winning or overturning that and That's yeah, they crazy. drew a lot of publicity. So it was cool. Yeah, I definitely, uh, BrewDog's one of the places because it's in Columbus, so it's either go watch the Canadians play Blue Jackets or yeah. I'm an Impact fan, so go watch the Columbus mm-hmm. crew and then, oh, look, there's beer in my shower. <laughs> so, yeah. There's a brewery I'm following a lot in Ohio is Reinheist uh, okay. Brewery. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Um, uh, I think in... I've had their, because I was in Cleveland a couple of years ago for a football okay. game and I had a bunch of Ohio-based beers. So oh, yeah, okay. I just... Uh, they have a skull on their, their can. Okay. Uh, they're from Cincinnati. Okay, yeah. And maybe. they're absolutely amazing, like, the, what these guys do. If you watch videos of the owners and mm-hmm. how they speak about beer, it's incredible. They have the basically the passion behind it like yeah. you guys do, so yeah. which is great. Uh, any uh, brewery friends you'd suggest uh, to the public for come here first? But if you have a chance, go down the street or down into the old port, any of those guys? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, there's uh, Santa Verne which yep. they're right behind us in a, a nice brew pub. They have a great community uh, going on. Um, they have a lot of cool events. They have like a jazz night there. Uh, their beers are very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like their their mentality and stuff. It's a co-op. It's a bit different than what you'll see in a regular brewery. Masorum's obviously one one to check out. Everybody mm-hmm. knows about them now. Brewski's pretty cool. They're making some good stuff uh, recently. Yeah, I tried I'm their, glad they, uh, they had the expansion finally because that yeah, small yeah, yeah. part they had was... Yeah, the pub was a little yeah. small and they were brewing at another... I think they were at Brissette, mm-hmm. which, you know, was kind of difficult to, to manage that. But now they have their own system. They're doing some cool stuff. I, I tried their uh, fruit milkshake beer or their... Fruit juice? The peach. Okay, yeah. No, it was the one before that yeah. one, yeah. Because I just had their peach apricot milkshake sour. I can't okay. remember, but oh, it's one of the best yeah, beers I've ever good. had from them. Yeah, it's very good. They're making some cool stuff. Besides that, around here, that's pretty much you know the, the main ones mm-hmm. I would check out. Yeah. What's next for Four Origins? So we're going for the Quality Seal, uh, which is available to Quebec breweries. So we're like two, 240 now. There's only about mm-hmm. 10 breweries in Quebec that have the quality seal. We hired uh, Maya full-time, uh, who used to work behind the bar, and then she had a, um, a chemistry degree. And she worked in the lab at Rise Kombucha. So 
it was an obvious transition yes, for her. For and sure. it's pretty usually breweries this young don't invest in quality control mm-hmm. that early, but we're investing heavily in that to to go after that uh, to get that seal because um, I find with the more and more breweries coming out, mm-hmm. uh, quality is gonna quality control. Uh, it doesn't mean quality exactly, but it's controlling your quality mm-hmm. uh, is even uh, gets more and more important as there's more beer. Well, that's just, uh, I did the Steamless tour and they're like, here's our lab. And it's just guys like testing each beer. I'm like, yeah. that's, that's impressive because Maya's testing uh, the beer at different times during the brew and after and follows it three, six months down the road too. So um, it's extremely important and she's doing incredible work. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's amazing to hear. Okay, uh, I have no other questions at this time, so awesome. let the people know where they can find you. Uh, we're at 1304 St. Patrick, uh, so in Point St. Charles, the corner of Wellington Street. Um, we have a tap room. You're allowed to bring uh, children. Dogs are allowed also at all times, inside and outside. Uh, children at all, at all times, as long as they're supervised. <laughs> We've had some, some kids pull the fire alarm here. That's why. <laughs> uh, we give brewery tours from time to time. Just give us a call and reserve uh, ahead of time. Um, we don't have a kitchen, but you could bring your own food or uh, order in, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, we have cans to go, and we have 16 beers on tap. Okay, social media? Foragins Beer. Uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's all the same handle. So, Forge and Beer. As for us, you can find us allbeerinside.com, at allbeerinside on all the social media. And as I always say, drink craft, not crap. Thank you very much for having us today. Thank very you. Very appreciate it. Yeah.